For all of you who listen to Mackie's Second Floor Studios presents Submersion and own an Android device, do me a favor. Go to the Google Play Store and download the Podcast Republic app. It's a fantastic app that allows you to get all of your favorite podcasts directly on your Android device. I personally use the app, and I love it. I can search for the podcasts I want to listen to, select them as favorites, and have them all just a click away. Make sure to set Mackie's Second Floor Studios as a favorite so you don't miss any of our new episodes. Again, the app is the Podcast Republic app, available on Android devices. Episode 52! Woo! A year's worth of submersion. And it's a perfect one to end on, because it's a very well-known, very well-regarded film. Ooh. I'm joking, it's not. No one knows it, and I don't know how it's regarded. That's. I'm glad you can uh, clarify that. Yeah. Because I've got a know, lot to really. talk about with this one. Do you really? No. Oh, come on. <laughs> Operation Disaster. Anyways, whoa, whoa, is whoa, it? whoa, whoa. AKA. Hey. I don't say, no, that's the, that's the AKA <laughs> name. I felt like I was safe to say that name because it's the alternate title for the film. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah. It's and a, that's it's also a terrible what everything's title. listed on, is, or on IMDb. That's ter- what everything's it's a, listed as. It's a terrible title. So let's, Operation let's, Disaster means nothing. Let's like, say I don't who's know what here. Thinking. Who do we got? Okay. Well, I am the brain, <laughs> a.k.a. the ointment. Ooh, yes, the ointment. Also known as... He's greasy. Thanks. Oh, wow. That's very kind of you to say, actually. No problem. It's probably the nicest thing I've ever said about you. <laughs> yeah, pretty much, other than that whistle you gave me. <laughs> yeah. And you said I was the best. Yeah. Well, you said I was the best. Anyways. Oh, yeah. We'll leave it out of it. So um, and then I'm, obviously our, I'm our Zach. captain, Kyle. No. Oh, sorry, nope. you're jumping in. Yep, I'm Whatever. jumping in. Let me just cut in. Okay. Uh, can this guy cut in? Uh, can I cut in? I'm Zach, and I like to party. Oh. My name. Jesus. Oh, we there got sound effect Zach again. <laughs> Great. James like, ah, oh, awesome. <laughs> no, no, good. Uh, let's do this one quick and wrap it up, boys. I like it. Yeah. And then we got our Captain Kyle. Yeah, that's pretty. It's a letdown. Yeah. He also likes to party. <laughs> Probably. Uh, yeah, my name's Kyle, and I like to party. <laughs> no, it's Kyle, you, you and I both can't party. <laughs> Only one of us can party. Should oh, we just? On. Should we do the whole movie? Yeah, yeah we could. Yeah. Um. All right. Yeah. So I don't know anything up with you guys. I don't know if I've. Um. Uh, we were just talking about bowling, and I came off the most electric night of my entire that's life. That's true. Our entire team had the most electric night of our lives. I didn't actually realize how close I was to a, a 500 series yeah. until I looked at the stats. Because even I, I was fourth, or I was second worst on the team, and I was almost 500 series. So almost. Your, so our, just so our bowling fans know, Kyle, what did you roll? I rolled a 232. Yeah, best best score our team has ever had Thanks. or ever seen. I would have liked applause <laughs> or maybe, you know, a firework or something, but that bell will have to do. Oh, there we go. Yeah. yeah. Thank there, you. There you go. It's the best, <laughs> literally the best we've ever done. That game also, we scored a scratch score of 909, and it may have been the first time we ever outbowled other teams. You said a scores. scratch of 909? Yeah, scratch. Yep. Damn, guys. That is a yeah. great game. It's a pretty great game. So don't you guys worry yeah. about it. And we were bowling like the best people in the entire league. And we crushed them, and I think they might have been disappointed. They might change the rules again. I feel like every year they change the rules because we do slightly better. <laughs> yeah, we we do some like With the handicap. schoolyard bullshit and end up beating some of these really good teams. Look that's at the exactly end of the year, what like they end up seventh. Last week, that's what my team did. We uh, were going again. Like we're, we've been in first for like the last six weeks, but the the most pins, like the highest averages and stuff, we went against. And that's when Kevin rolled a 232 and just, they got all pissed off. <laughs> it's great. Well, it's so great because uh, no one can beat it. Right? right. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> then he had a 304 with handicap. It's like he single-handedly won it. Ah! <laughs> bowling pod. Yeah, welcome to the bowling pod. What would that be called? Um, alley oh, talk? I, right down your alley. Two balls and a pin. I thought oh. it was right up your alley. Right up your alley. That's also the name of the bowling horror movie. Gutter Pals. Ooh. Dive, 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 dive. What began as an innocent conversation among friends would soon spiral out of control and later be referred to by future generations as the eighth wonder of the modern world. 
Mac East Second Floor Studios takes you on the journey of your lifetime as your captains, Alex the Mustard Man, the artist formerly known as Brom, Jamie the Brain, Kyle El Capitan, and Zach the Backbone present Submersion. I know we're not 12 minutes in, but you guys missed a whole bunch of stuff. <laughs> we talked about bowling for a long time. Yes, a really Sorry, long audience. time. Yeah. Uh, I'm sure you're disappointed it was all cut out, but... Maybe we'll see what we can do. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Zach. Yes. What movie did we watch this week? All right, this is no jokes. We watched Morning Departure, a.k.a. Operation Disaster. I don't even understand that. What does it mean, Operation Disaster? So Is it supposed to be Operation Colon Disaster? So, like the operation is a disaster? So our listeners know it was released in the United States as Operation Disaster, right? Morning Departure yeah. was the UK. Yeah. Yeah. 1951 in the United States, 1950 in the UK. Yeah. So pretty and there's good. also pretty a, old. Uh, there's something, if you look online, there's another one from 46. And 48. Um, What's it, going on with this? Well, it was a play, and then they made two TV movies where they like kind of acted out the out of play. Because back in the day, that's what they did, right? On radio and on TV, oh, they like kind of yes. put on plays, and so they kind of were just showing this over and over again. <laughs> Apparently, the actors in this version of it were in a couple of the other ones too. Oh, were they? Yeah, they just kept on being in the same thing. This is also a good time for us to plug our upcoming audio drama we will be doing oh for sure this podcast. Yeah, yeah i do have um i think one page written <laughs> and it's probably not good i have so. some pretty good uh lines written for it as well oh, good. Uh, get forward get uh looking forward to that listeners sure yeah, yeah all right anyways on to morning departure this stars john mills as lieutenant commander armstrong he is from the family way Sorry, you may have seen him in The Family Way. <laughs> or or uh, Ryan's Daughter, where he won an Oscar right. for Best Supporting Actor. Say, that's, that's probably the most famous one. Yeah. Also has Richard Attenborough mm -hmm. as Stoker Snipe, who everyone will literally know as Hammond from Jurassic Park. Sure. Welcome to Jurassic Park. Wow, did he just walk in here? Jurassic Park, great with the dinos. It's my favorite theme song. The bees. Yeah, the bees. He also is also very well known for Gandhi, the 1983 film, and he won two Oscars: Best Director and Best Picture. Crazy. And alongside them is Nigel Patrick, is Lieutenant Manson. From Raintree County and the League of Gentlemen. Oh. Not extraordinary. Interesting. I think he's a normal gentleman. I think in one of the versions that was on TV, he played the captain, actually. Oh. But then he was in, he was the first uh, lieutenant in this one, I think. Right. Yeah. And finally, these are just the four guys who we kind of see all throughout the movie. James Hader as Abel Seaman Higgins. Yeah. Also in like Oliver him. and the Story of Robin Hood. I thought he was hilarious. Blimey. Blimey. All right, man. Yeah. Zach, you got anything to add? Not really. <laughs> oh, <laughs> he doesn't just... sound too excited about this one, but <laughs> I'm pretty jazzed about it. All right. So getting into this, living up to its name, there is a morning departure set for a submarine to go out on patrol or whatever. So we open with the submarine captain. Oh, he's waking up. He's waking up yeah, next to his honey. Or is he? Because they're in separate beds, Ooh. which was like a staple of the 50s and was hilarious here. And they're kind of going back and forth and just doing some joshing here and there. A kid is uh, crying, but then stops crying. And he's like, oh, great. I don't have to deal with this bullshit kid. And, and then she's trying to talk him out of getting or. She's trying to talk him into getting out of the submarine service. Yeah. So and that's when he should have kicked her ass to the curb. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, so, but he was like, yeah. So basically he was like, what are you talking about? Why would I ever want to leave submarines? I'm a submarine captain. Yeah. Like, Look at this life get out of here. here. And I'm going to be done with it. And she's like, my, my father will let you get into the, they call it the vacuum business. The vacuum, they, I guess he made vacuum cleaners or something. Oh, and he'll let him get fancy. into the vacuum. Yeah, get him into the vacuum business. And he's kind of just like, he's kind of joking around, but at the same time you get a picture that 
he would consider it because it is a tough life being on the submarine. And he loves vacuums, man. He doesn't yeah. love good uh, it's true. You know, suction on the floor. And that, I mean, you're kind of spoiling it, but we are going to be premiering our vacuum podcast soon. Mm-hmm. It's about all movies that involve vacuums. Yeah. Like uh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Yes. Because they almost get sucked up by a vacuum in that one. And it's called Season 4, Suck This. Perfect. I love it. And so, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, she's like, she's all like, surely you've had enough submarines. And he says irreconcilable differences and they divorce. And actually the rest of the movie is just in divorce court, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny because out of all Um, the quotes in the movie, that's the one I wrote down was surely you've had enough submarines. I'm like, that's bullshit. She also says, <laughs> she also says, I'm sick of sharing you with a lot of damn submarines. I was like, that's one of the greatest lines I've ever heard in film. I, I, I think this should have won an Oscar for best screenplay just for that line. It could have. So anyways, they, they're going back and forth. And it's kind of, it's funny dialogue. And actually the entire film is a lot of like funny dialogue here and there, but mm-hmm. getting down to it. Yes. She wants him not to be on submarines. He's kind of settled into this because we also see him go to the submarine and they're not even particularly even excited for what they're doing that day. They're informed because no. they're going to be trying out a new um, thing on their submarine. It's basically like a, it's like an air tube that goes up and down that they're able to feed air to the submarine while it's underwater from Snorkel? like, an, yeah, kind of. And so they're like going to test this out and they're like, oh, it's kind of great technology, but it's not really particularly like interesting. So right, they're, you're they're not going bored. out like blowing up targets or anything. You're just doing something yeah. that's more functional. So they're kind of bored, but like, they're like, great. But even the, the people who aren't on the submarines are even more bored. Uh, oh, yeah. <laughs> they are in line at one point when they're heading off. And we still have to introduce a few things about the different characters. But oh, they say, yes, we do. They say like, oh, they're going off in the submarine. Why don't we go and just like fill out some forms? So basically, right. they're, they're up to bullshit. Um, so anyways, the other people we see is we see uh, Richard Attenborough's character, Snipe. Is it Snipe or Snipes? Snipe. 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 Yeah, Snipe. Snipe, no sniping. His, well, so his name was not Wesley Snipes, right? Yeah, no, oh, it, it actually was. was. You're right. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay, yeah. So, so That's what, this is actually what Wesley Snipes was named after. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. His parents were huge fans. Well, they were watching <laughs> yeah, it, you know, when they were. Well, right. You know, oh, my word, is you know that what, what happened? Yeah, but they knew it as Operation Disaster. Um, they did. That's why his brother's named Operation Disaster Snipes. <laughs> so what, that's, what oh. the, that's what the wife said that night, too. <laughs> hey, oh, 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 you whoa. did not. Wow. Here we go. And so anyways, <laughs> we see Snipe and his wife and... He, I mean, his life sucks. <laughs> clear. Like his wife basically um, takes all his money, doesn't appreciate him, even though he's on a submarine, which is like baller, and goes out dancing all the time. Is probably With other cheating, dudes probably cheating on him. Oh, most but certainly. She, but she's like super hot, so he wants to still be. Her she husband. was the one that like somebody the guy gave her that like nightgown, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 it, was yeah. Like, yeah. it was like some kind yeah. of lingerie from the 50s. He's like, oh, that's real sexy. Where'd you get that? Oh, it was a gift from Mr. So-and-so. You're like, yeah. I'd be like, what the fuck? Yeah, I'd be like, oh, hold on a second. <laughs> uh, and so I'm in the submarine for the next like four months. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> God damn it. Um, and so anyways, yeah, his life kind of sucks and he's off to be on it. He's just kind of stoked. He's a stoker on it. So it's kind of a low level thing on the submarine as well. And he clearly... But part of it's also like the submariners get paid a little bit more and he clearly he's a little hard up for cash he wants to give his wife everything and so they're poor because he keeps on giving all this money as allowance to his wife and so he's clearly a submariner almost purely for that it's it's for the money and that's it and then we see some of the other old boys we see four a group of four um two of them you don't really worry about too much but the main one worry about is a guy named higgins and then his friend what was the name's friend uh tiggins oh right so higgins and tiggins <laughs> <laughs> so anyways tiggins uh he's waiting for his a child to be born he looks like he's like 75 know, fucking years they, old yeah when they're like oh you can get back to your like, wife oh, and child grand- i was like, like what is this his grand- is he talking about his grandchildren or something like what's going on here but yeah. no i apparently he finally got it in and is like having a baby I don't know, whatever. So he's way, he's on pins and needles and, but he wants to bring a bird onto the submarine too. His big thing is he wants to release a bird a right before pigeon, they yeah. dive because it's never been done before. And yeah. he's stashing this bird right in his, like in the inside of his jacket. Yeah. And he's like, I'm going to bring it on. I'm going to release it. It's a homing pigeon. So it should come back here. And you know, that's going to be the fun of it. Well, it depends how far out you release it. Right. Or if it just gets tired. Yeah. It just <laughs> goes down. It's a really great storyline for this movie. I tell you what. Yeah. Dude, so that, and then it turns into an animated film. Yeah. <laughs> oh. And so then Higgins is like, well, that's fun. And anyways, they, so they start heading towards the boat and they, they get, they get on to get on board 
And all of a sudden, he gets a telegram to, to Tiggins, and Tiggins' kid has been born. So he's out of there, but quickly Higgins takes the bird. And that becomes like a very minor story in the film. Yeah. So now he's got a bird in a shirt. <laughs> yeah, it was really weird. He's uh, like, oh, cool, my kid's born. Uh, take, take this, this bird. bird. Yeah. Like, take what? this bird, what? Okay. You just let it go. Sure. And then we see the first as well. This is where we're introduced to the first, where there's a lady. with They keep on calling the Wren. And she's coming up and clearly they, they've been like fucking and, but like the first isn't particularly interested in her. <laughs> like, oh, uh, I, I must've just glossed over this. Oh yeah. I yeah, don't yeah. Know. yeah. So he's kind of a ladies man. They kind of keep on hinting that there's like all kinds of ladies in his life. And the red oh, yeah. is someone else, like a woman who's in the Navy that clearly he's been like going on dates with and stuff, but he's not interested in getting married. He's like, ah, oh, whatever. So anyways, that's uh-huh. what we get to know. That's what we get to know about him. That's pretty there we much go. It. What a yeah. dirty dog. So anyways, they had out on this thing. They're supposed to meet up with a, a, a ship and the, the training exercise will be exactly what we said. They're going to go under. The ship's going to try to hook up to them, give them air while they're underwater. And that'll be like the test or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so now they, it's time to set sail. Yeah. And Captain is the last guy on top of the deck and he goes to climb down into the sub. And what happens? Big snafu here. Fucking Higgins, let's fly the pigeon. Scares the shit out of the captain. Yeah. So th- this is when they're and about to dive, like, right? <laughs> yeah. You did what to that captain? Yeah. You touched him with a bird? <laughs> and he says, oh, I, d- I didn't think it was like an aviary. Uh, aviary. I didn't think we were on an aviary or whatever. Yeah. And then later, I liked Higgins' line where he goes, what's an aviary? Uh, aviary. And he's like, someone else goes, a place where birds are kept. He says, oh, good. I thought he was being rude. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. Come on, Higgins. Yeah, get it together. Yeah. And so anyways, they're sailing along. They're underwater and kind of going along. And they start to get like a very, very faint echo. There's nothing else we need to... There's nothing else that happened, right? I mean, there's just some good exterior shots. Yeah, yeah. Submarine I mean, diving. This, this, I was going to actually say, this is, a, this is a pretty good submarine film, almost like a training film. It's weird. Like mm-hmm. a lot of technical details, a lot of like interesting technical stuff happening. You're seeing the submarines dive and kind of sail around and stuff like that. But... Not much happens until they're basically, they get like a very faint echo on sonar and they're like, oh, there's like an echo. We don't know what it is. Is there an echo? Is there an echo? Mm-hmm. And they can't see anything and like, it's probably nothing. And the captain's like, huh, weird. And starts looking around. Is like, oh shit. Okay. Turn, dive, and, uh, we you know, hope, well, let's hope for the best. And they're like, well, what's going on? Is like, there was a mine that was out there. Basically must've floated for miles from yep. wherever. And now it's here and we just got to hope that it's not actually still active rigged up. Yeah. But they, they seem to know that this one is electronically activated. Yeah. So this one, you don't have to directly bump into it. Right. It'll or go hit off like your a line or whatever. Yeah. It'll go here. off your like acoustic frequency Yeah, and so, it'll blow up. So they're hoping, hoping, hoping they're waiting, waiting, waiting. And for a second you think, okay, well maybe it'll be okay. But you know, since this is the trapped cycle. Oh Yeah. That things do not go well. <laughs> oh, that thing blows up. Yeah. And it's even worse than when a Norwegian tanker hits your ship because it totally busts the front and the back. Um, you know, not, no longer, no party in the front, no party in the back, only party in the central, I guess, yeah, at this point. Ab game or something? I mean, it must be the really strong core of that submarine. Yeah. They float all the way. They go all the way to the bottom of the ocean. And basically, they, they all tumble around. You, you don't even get to see. You don't see anything. They just kind of wake up. They're like, mm-hmm. what happened? It's like, okay. Well, it flooded the front of the back, killed, uh, I think, what did it say? 53 people. So 53 yeah. people die in that initial collision. There's only 12 people left. Alive. Yes. And I, I kind of like this aspect of the film because- yeah. Then you're like super focused on these 12. Mm-hmm. And it makes sense that it's a play. Like it started as a play, stage play. And it yeah. actually makes, at this point, once you've gotten off of land and away from the wives and stuff like that, yep. this all makes sense as kind of like very easily done as a play. Right. Yeah. It's and there's also a, a news flash uh, that the central base is getting that the Trojan has not surfaced at the time it's supposed to right. in its training area. Yeah. And so now we're kind of getting some red flags of people saying, hey- Something might be going on with the Trojan. Yeah. But the captain's pretty calm. They do this kind of training, I guess, all the time. And it's pretty easy to get out of there as long as you have those Mumford lung- or what is it called? Mumford? Mumford? And Sons? Mumford and Sons lungs? Yes. Yeah. I've heard and of Mumson. Them. Mumson lungs, right? Is that what it is? I'm, I'm trying so. to actually inform our listeners now. Oh, okay. Mumson lungs. Yes. 
That's what it is. Anyways, as long as you have those and you can kind of like float your way out of the submarine, you can do it. And there's there's basically three ways to get out. There's like a the top hatch. The gun hatch? Yeah, the gun hatch. The conning tower. Conning tower. And then you can just flood the submarine and swim out. Right, because once you flood those it. other compartments, which I guess you'd have to shut the valves off. You can't. It's just it's not possible. You couldn't flo- You couldn't get the water back out to get back into it. That's the problem. Mm. Right, because you fill it up with water. Now, yeah. there's no way but to- You couldn't open it from the other side and just let the water come into the bottom? Well, you could. That, that's what the last person would do, is just let it come in and fill up the submarine. Yeah, but couldn't somebody shut off the little valve that's letting all the water in, and somebody closes the sub from the outside yeah. on the top, yeah. and then you just let whatever water is in the gun hatch float down in. This is a good. This is a good point. Couldn't you do that or I, no? Yeah, I think that, I think maybe the problem ends up being it's, it's probably it's, pressure. It's or something. too hard to close yeah, the outside or something is. like that. All yeah, right. I don't know. There's probably some technical reason why you wouldn't be able to do it. Science. <laughs> so anyways, they have you have these three areas and, and, and basically they're like, okay, we just waited out probably in like 10 hours or something. They're going to get to us. And once we know that they're here, we'll start sending people up. Four people out of the gun, four people out of the conning tower, and then the last four out of the main thing. And we don't know the big twist of this all yet. We don't. So anyways, almost immediately Snipe, Wesley Snipes, freaks the fuck out. And oh, yeah. part he of it's like he does not, not have the constitution. Chill. Yeah, he does not have the constitution for the submarine business. He basically has a panic attack, claustrophobia about the possibility of them actually dying and stuff like that. And oh, they yeah. they give him uh, the first officer gives him like a little alcohol, uh, alcohol yeah, to yeah, help yeah. him out. But other some. but like they're basically like, the, the captain's just like shut the fuck up. Yeah, he's you know? he, he's uh, pretty pissed at him. Yeah, he's pretty he's like, pissed. You knew the risk. You have no right to be in a sub. Yeah. Yeah, he's like, you shouldn't even be in a sub. You don't respect this dick. And he's like, wow, oh, shit, dude, right. good lord. Well, yeah. So, anyways, one of the big problems that you're probably going to run into if you're trapped on the bottom is the air. Yeah, and they even mention in here they say, well, we've got enough air for like what a couple days, something like that. Yeah, and they have, like but a they little also exchange. have a CO2 scrub. They got a little exchange, so they should so be that okay. Shouldn't be an issue. <clears throat> shouldn't be an issue for the entire time, but. Like, oh, they'll probably send down tubes as well to feed air into it. But they're right. they're totally cool. They have got w- way more food than they actually need, given they only have 12 people. You know how far um, down they are? Hold on. Oh, how yeah, far yeah. do you think a fathom is, 20, Zach? Oh. A fathom? A, far, a yeah, fathom. fathom. Oh, well, what am I measuring it in? Like, how far? Like, what do you uh, mean? In feet, uh, feet please. Yeah, yes. Feet, oh, please. God. Probably at least, at least 697 feet. I think, okay. it's, I think it's 20 feet. You're both over. Oh. <laughs> uh, one fathom is six feet. Ah, six feet. So they okay. are 15 fathoms down, putting them at 90 feet. Yeah, so, that's what I thought. So it I'm six like that, foot yeah. one. Does that mean I'm almost a fathom, Kyle? You are almost, a fathom. Yeah, I think you're almost exactly So you could almost switch out the word fathom for Zach. Oh. Oh. There we go. So they have 15 Zachs. <laughs> yes, they're 15 yeah. Zachs down. Yep. There we go. And... So anyways, they're probably like 14.9 Zach's down. Really? Yeah. It's a good amount of Zach's. And um, they're basically saying, okay, everything should be fine. They they do get, you see the some scenes up above. They're getting everything organized. They're heading out. They, they officially say, okay, they're missing. They know where they should kind of be. They end up locating them by searching on like a grid pattern. And this is where Higgins really shines. He yeah. says, hey, why don't I go let up an oil slick? Oh, yeah. So they can find us. He flushes it out of the toilet. Um, and it works. It works. And they bring a diver down. They hook up some air tubes. And now it's time to start sending people out. And the first group of people are strictly done by who they think could best convey information and who like kind of needs. They need to send And off. they're kind of like yeah. useless to them yeah. on the sub. It's like these two people are kind of useless. This person's the best person for conveying information. And this is the second best person in case that first person doesn't make it kind of stuff. And it's right. very, very strictly you know, just utility. Like this is the best thing for us as yeah. a whole. And so they send everyone up. You'd think maybe Snipe would be there, but he's actually somewhat useful as being a, I think cause he's a stoker. He has some potential of fixing something or something probably. And he, you know, why not keep the guy who's really claustrophobic really and freaking, freaking out? out yeah. You know, keep him down here for a while. Cause even the first guy is like, shouldn't we send Wesley Snipes up? And they're like, he's like, no. Yeah. Like, dude, that guy is blade. Yeah, he is. <laughs> what happens to their vampires around here? Yeah. <laughs> like, we got to make sure he's around. Yeah. Um, 
And anyways, uh, so they send the first people up and it's a pretty cool scene. Again, it's almost like a technical film at times. Mm-hmm. Like this is how you g- get out of a submarine that's on the bottom of the ocean. And they go out the top, the gunner, the gun hatch or whatever. They flood it. They head up. The way they float up is very like technical. <laughs> you see it like, oh, interesting. That yes. is how you would yeah. float up. They kind of put their arms behind their back and just kind of let themselves float up by their chest. And then, yeah, they get up to the top, they get the information to them, and they're like, okay, everything's fine, and, you know, keep on going. Yep, and now we'll send the next four, but, but the big captain, twist. big twist, dude, M. Night Shyamalan-style twist Whoa. right here. Yeah. Are we sure he didn't He didn't direct this, right? He might have, or it yeah. could have been his dad. That's true. Yeah, we don't know. Frank? Yeah. Yeah. Frank Shyamalan. Frank Just Shyamalan. Zach, what goes on here, man? What's the captain let these... Seaman, no. Dude, the captain, again, <laughs> it gets so crazy. Only Jamie can talk about it. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Okay, so anyways, he, he says, okay, yeah, you know, everyone knows, as everyone knows, there's like four mumps and lungs over there, four mumps and lungs over here, and then like six back here. But get this, in a crazy stroke of bad luck, when our submarine was basically destroyed, it also pinpoint accuracy destroyed the six Mumford and Sons lungs up front. And uh, so there's only four left. Yeah. And so everyone who stays behind without that, the next group will have to uh, wait until they actually pull us up by some by some wires or yeah, whatever cable. And that could be weeks. Could be a really long time. It also is like because of weather and stuff, they just don't know how successful they're going to be able to be at this like it, it's going to take so long that if it gets disrupted they're basically dead so yeah. it's like it's clearly a very much more dangerous situation so he's like i'm not going to let anyone just you know volunteer we're not going to do this by utility we're going to do this strictly by luck other than me because i'm staying because i'm the captain and i go down with this boat yeah no one else is i'm not going to let anyone else pull out their dick on this ship okay mm-hmm. this boat yeah you know and so if i'm gone how am I going to stop people from doing it? That's what he's usually, doing, man. He's on dick watch the whole time. Now, usually he's trying to just snap. He, he's like smacking those dicks back into pants all day. Yeah. That's like the main thing he does, his main mm-hmm. function. And if he's gone, they're just going to be all out. Yeah. It's so, going to be gross, man. They'll be rubbing mm-hmm. it all over stuff. No, no, no. He's sticking around. So anyways, after that perfectly true thing that definitely happened in the film, they decide to pull lots, which is in their version cards. So they're just doing high card. And they go around and... Wouldn't you know it, obviously, Snipe pulls the fourth highest card. So you think he's going, except yeah. he tied. Oh, shit. He tied with, oh, he tied he? with the first. No way. Oh, no, sorry. He tied with uh, Mark. tied with the first. Yeah, no. Uh, oh, sorry. He's talking about first lieutenant. Yeah, first lieutenant. Sorry. He talked, tied with a guy named Marks. And so him and Marks are tied. And then Marks pulls a four. And you're like, oh, shit. Obviously, Wesley Snipes is out of here. Yeah. But he pulls a three. Oh. And so, and he now he really freaks out. He oh, like, he loses it. He wants to get out of there. He's pulling out the thing. They have to pull him down and then basically punch him in the face. <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> straight dude. up. They knock him out. I mean, you'd, yeah. be, you'd be going crazy a little bit. Yeah, yeah, it definitely would not have. It would not be an ideal situation. No, for sure that you might have to die for your country <laughs> after doing for like a training exercise or whatever. But. Yeah, uh, it's well, not great. It's not great. You got to test that gear every once in a while. It's right? true. Mm, so it's, a, it's how the Navy works. And so during all this, um, they actually decide. Captain says, "Marks, this guy is a danger to us down here with how he's freaking out. Will you stay in his stead?" Marks agrees. He says, "Yes, yeah, I will." He's like, "I'll do this." But then, in a twist of fate, actually, I think it's just. <sighs> Wesley Snipes finally mans up here. Yeah, he basically doesn't want to look like a total dick. Yeah. yeah. He's like, actually, my wrist totally hurt when you had to punch me in my face. Yeah. So it wasn't my face <laughs> that hurts. It's, it's my, my wrist. It's my wrist uh, and my pride. And uh, so my wrist is broken, more or less, and I can't even climb up that fucking ladder. And you see, they all like go over and check it and- uh, It's not Yeah, yeah not at all. No, no, no. And so anyways, Marx is like- you serious, bro? Okay, fine. And so he gets into the stuff. They all head up. They they let themselves go. And then we see the first lieutenant kind of get faint. And apparently he had malaria back in the day. Mm-hmm. And so he faints and Snipe catches him in his arms. And yeah. even like, oh, Higgins, okay. Higgins is like, but his arm. 
And everyone else is just like, shut the fuck up. Everyone knew. You're just like a dumb bum. Like, get out of here. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously, and how do they rehabilitate this man? This is my favorite kind of medicine. Straight up alcohol Boom. all day, every day. Get like, this guy. Get some brand. We're, we're all drinking brandy up in the up in the ward or the, what do they call the it? The ward. Yeah, the ward room. And Higgins is like beside himself. He's like, holy shit, I'm drinking in like the captain's Blimey, place. I'm in the ward. Blimey. Blimey. And then he goes, you know, I never really thought I'd have like brandy or whatever. Like, can't I have port? And they're like, yeah, you can have whatever. We're going to die. Yeah. So, yes. <laughs> Do whatever you want, man. Yeah. So, anyways, they – it's at this point, it's really like a play because they basically just become like best friends and best friends forever. Well, but, not without some, uh, you know, bumps along the oh, road. Oh, yeah. There's all kinds of trials and tribulations. The captain doesn't like uh, – Higgins. Higgins saying, boy me all day. Boy me. He's like, why don't you just shut the fuck up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he basically says that. <laughs> even after he like invites them to have dinner with them all the time. He's like, oh, you know, you well, should I mean, eat like, with us. Is it even like, why does he even have to invite him to have dinner? There are I literally know. four of you guys <laughs> trapped down here. How, well, how much would weirder suck if you were, being like, the we're one not military men? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think it's. I think the pro- we're not military men. Maybe in the military, like I feel like it's all about like the military hierarchy. And oh. it's like literally to Higgins, it's like inconceivable that he'd be eating in the officer's room, basically. Right. Cause yeah, because to me, I'd be like. Yeah, guys. Yeah. I mean, there's four of us. It'd be weird as shit if <laughs> we made you sit here. outside here. Hey, we're still over here if you wanted to know. Eating by ourselves like a bunch of dicks. <laughs> yeah, we don't even have chairs. Thanks. Cool. <laughs> Getting grease all over it. Great. Yep. Um, and so anyways, yeah, the first keeps on getting sicker and sicker. Uh, Snipe kind of takes like a, becomes like a nurse almost for him. I think he like kind of s- sympathizes with him for him being sick in this situation. I don't know. It's at, a, at a first, I was like, is he sick because he's also like claustrophobic? But no, I'm pretty sure it was malaria mm-hmm. uh, or like a recurrence of his his sickness. But he's like kind of taking care of him and it's like just about suffering. He's had like a terrible life, Snipe, uh, with his like wife who's cheating on him and he's seeing suffering and like identifying with that. <laughs> yeah. Seemingly. Oh. <laughs> Uh oh. So yeah. So well, not really. I mean, it really, in the end, for up above, we see them. They loop the cables around. They're finally able to get. It's just taking a really long time. But they do start bringing the submarine up. They do. Um, Higgins and Sniper becoming like best bros. I keep on talking about the Red Lion, where Higgins goes, like his like regular bar, and how they're all going to be like best friends and like eat at the Red Lion. Yeah. Together with their wives and stuff like that. Not Higgins because he's not married, but. Uh, you know, oh, and all this great stuff. We're having such a great time. You and Snipe loses like a thousand dollars or a thousand pounds to Higgins and poker. Um, it's craziness. Yeah. And at one point, that they, they kind of have to stop a, a leak of chlorine gas because some water gets into their batteries. Classic. Classic. And they have to take out a wrench and do stuff. They're also using a wrench to, to no, bang they're not. Out oh, they're not. So it's something di- weird. It's a different type of tool. And this was I was I was disgusted. You did not like because it because the diver disgusted. on the outside is he's tapping along doing Morse code, and then Captain pulls out something that looks really weird, almost like a it's like a hook. Yeah, yeah. You like, think what it, he got this for? You almost think it was like a giant can opener or something. Yeah, yeah. He's, da, 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 just drumming on the side. Yeah, I was gonna say that's just like Morse code, which mm-hmm. you just did. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, there's all kinds of like crazy stuff going on. They keep on they're they're like pretty psyched about this stuff. They're keeping a calendar, and they they think they're definitely getting out of out this. of here. Yeah, yeah, they're they're getting their hope hope is rising at this point. But up above, storms are a brewing. And at and, this point, they've they've been under for like over a week. Yeah, or more. Yeah. And during the chlorine gas stuff, the first dies. So that's kind of like a bummer. Ugh, yeah. Whatever. But one less mouth to feed and like at least 150 pounds to eat. That's true. They can really survive for a while on yeah. his. Just him alone. Salt him up. <laughs> it would be funny if that, that was what ended up being the story of the, the movie. <laughs> oh, my gosh. <laughs> it's like, it's like, and then three weeks later after consuming the first, they were rescued. <laughs> but anyways. Like, what? Yeah. So anyways, Snipe is, is real broken up. They are, are still think, okay, maybe this is going okay. But then the storm hits and the person who's pulling up a submarine isn't isn't like saying anything he's, other. he's over it well he's just he's just like telling <laughs> yeah. the truth he's like we, we can't keep on doing this he's like we're gonna capsize my boats and, and we're kill, gonna kill like, all these people hundreds like, of people i'm sorry we have to cut them loose and we see them actually cut loose these wires these cables and let the submarine go down to the back down, down to the bottom of the ocean yeah and then we and see- they know at this point they know they're dead oh yeah everyone knows they're dead they've they've died they're, it's going to take 
uh, at this point it says like four days for the storm to blow out and then another week for them to even get them up and they had to disconnect the air tubes so like they're not even getting air anymore and they're they're running out of air so yeah. well and they drilled holes right in the side of the sub well, it's yeah. gonna fill up yeah, it's not great <laughs> uh yeah and then we see our three remaining survivors write uh their final letters to their loved ones yeah and then they, they cut and I mean, I guess they prepare for a sequel at that point where we find that they did salt up the first and they survived and now, but, yes. but now they've got the taste for flesh. Oh shit. And then that's, except Snipe, Wesley Snipes yeah. is able to stave off the taste for flesh. That's true. And he must combat Higgins and the captain. That's true. As they become like super, well, I guess you call them vampires because they mostly consume blood. Uh, Man, I, I remember they have, all the, all this. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, they have trouble. Uh, so they have to wear like super sweet sunglasses. That's the other thing. Yeah, for sure. And then that's how Ray Bans were invented. <laughs> yep, back in 1951 or 52. Yep. Whenever the sequel came out, I guess would be 52. Yeah, yeah. Operation Disaster Two Blade. And it all starts with Tiggins getting that homing pigeon back home, and Higgins <laughs> just wrote him a letter that just says "fuck you." Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> fuck you. I'm now a vampire. Yeah. <laughs> Whoa, what's what? gonna happen? <laughs> He's not a fucking vampire. Higgins planned it all. All right, that's it, man. That is Morning Departure, aka hey. Operation Disaster. And I do want to just so the listeners aren't like going to get super jazzed about this. We may have stretched the truth when we talked about some vampires. Don't expect uh, you know oh, a vampire bit. love story under the water. If you know what I mean. Ooh, oh, Twilight. Oh no, this is morning. It's not Twilight. Can I hear? Yeah. Yeah. It's, it would call it Twilight Departure if it was about vampires. Maybe that's the sequel, Twilight Departure. Twilight Ooh. Departure. I like that. Colon Blade. Oh, thank you. What was that? That, that was, was a plus film. one. Yeah, it was good. Oh, okay. He gave yeah, me a point. Good. Yeah. Kyle, you, you're not funny. Uh, oh. <laughs> All right. Buzz. So, um, Zach. Yes. Well, it sounded like you may or may not have watched this movie. <laughs> um, given that you were not able to explain major plot points from it. <laughs> um, what would you give the score for this one? You know, tomato, tomato, guys, but... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, Where's I didn't watch come this... into it? <laughs> <laughs> no, I, yeah, I, didn't, I didn't watch the whole thing. I didn't get a chance to watch it over the weekend. I was at the sure. gym. I was reading our text messages. So I was like, okay, I got to get home and I got to watch this before, you know, 8.30 Eastern time. Well, I hey. got... I turned this movie on 1.5 and a half. Good. And I got to about 20 minutes in film where I oh. was like, okay. The only thing interesting to me is the bird. So yeah. let's start skipping. So I started skipping. I started skipping and I saw some, you know, some uh, cat. Oh, hang on. Sorry. Cat, get out of here. <laughs> like, oh, I, cat. Yeah, I don't remember a cat at all. Right. <laughs> Sorry. Um, but no, I mean, yeah, I, I just didn't. I didn't get into this. It was, it was twenty minutes of nothing to me. It was just building up, and then you get through it, and they're just on the sub. But I, I will give it a plus because there's a lot of sub. You know, they're on the sub. It's good sub stuff. It's not like small sub. It's big sub. You know what I mean, Kyle? Yeah. Oh, dude, I'm all about big sub. Big sub, subs, no yeah. more small subs. Get them out of here. Anyways, I did not finish the movie 100 percent through. I skipped through it to the end, and when it said the end, I was like. I made it and I accomplished <laughs> something today. So yeah, true. Forget the, forget the gym. This is a more important accomplishment. Yeah, dude, put this <laughs> in I your sh- journal. See next week. I won't even go to the gym. I'll skip it and make sure I watch the movie. Yeah. Or you could, you could t- set it up right on the elliptical. Ooh, I should just turn on every TV at the gym to this. Oh, movie. dude. That way yeah, we all experience it. Start sweating the subs. <laughs> yeah. Right. Sub I think that's sweating. our new, that's our new venture. Yes. Uh, get the venture capitalist on the phone. <laughs> it is called sweating the subs. It's a GM that we're launching. Uh, it will compete directly with uh, Peloton, not a sponsor where instead of classes that you do, uh, it's all um, submarine media that you play on the screen and then you cycle to it. I'd be down. Perfect. <laughs> okay so what was your score Did you say a score <laughs> no, he hasn't no yet. I didn't. um yeah i mean you guys you know what's coming here what do you guys here's a funny little segment <laughs> you know what's what, coming here. what do you think i'm gonna rate it that's what i want to know because i already know what i'm gonna rate it you were you were bored by it you were skipping around i'm gonna say you probably give this like a 
2.5. I say a 2.69. You you guys, I gave this a 10. No, I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) No, I mean, I didn't like this movie. I didn't laugh. I didn't think it was great. It was just, I mean, the entire film was like, what'd you learn? Nothing. They all died pretty much. So, you know, the bird was great, but there was no sharks, no gold member, no Sean Connery. Ah, I'm giving this a one. Wow. Whoa. That is that's a bold statement. Well, so. I'm a bold guy. Wait, wait, <laughs> wait, wait. Let me just do that again. Well, I'm a bold guy. Good. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Perfect. I'm, I'm going to go the whole different way on this one. Oh. <laughs> I actually. You got to try to like even out the averages here. Mm-hmm, I'm going to. Mm-hmm. Can I guess it before you mm-hmm. say it, Jamie? When you're yes. done. Okay. No, no. Guess it. Guess it right now. I'm going to say an eight. That's what I told Ben. Wow. You thought I was going to give it an eight? Yeah. Okay. You're not that far off, but I'm not giving this an eight. So anyways, I really enjoyed the acting. I liked the writing. I thought it was actually like a surprisingly funny film, particularly Higgins. Uh, I just thought he was a funny- Oh, Higgins. I thought he was a funny- Blimey. Yeah. I thought he was a funny actor. Um, I And I thought just the submarine, I mean, it did play a little bit. In both good and bad ways, it played like a submarine instructional video where you were like learning about submarines. There's a lot of like learning stuff where it's like, this is how you salvage a submarine. This is how you do this thing on a submarine. Yeah. <laughs> Here's what the toilets look like. There's this this area where certain people wouldn't be able to normally drink and eat, but now they're drinking and eating there. Here's all the different people that are on a submarine. Here's how the hierarchy works. <laughs> Just like a lot of like instructional stuff. Yeah. And so... uh I appreciated that. I was, you know, good with that. It did get a little bit tedious. It was not even that long of a film, but it could have been shorter given the amount of actual like plot that was in it. Um, and so, yeah, I don't know. I'm still going to come in pretty good. Like I'm think comparing it to something like Grey Lady Down. Actually, yeah. I, enjoy, I enjoyed this more than Grey Lady Down, despite the snark and the half man, half snark oh, in that one. Oh, yes. So I'm going to go in just above that seven. Seven? There you go. Yeah, seven. I enjoyed it. Seven. I enjoyed it. What can All I say? Right. I got to look at some of my older films here to see what I'm going to rate it. That's true. It's because it's, it's a different like level. So, so Kyle, while you're looking at that, I'm, let, let's take some guesses, Jamie. I'm guessing Kyle's going to give it... See, based on Kyle's previous scores, he likes the action, he likes the jokes, he likes the That's crazy true. stuff. Yeah. I'm feeling a two and a half. No, no, no. I think it's going to be higher than that. Whoa, whoa. You think they're low? I was going to go five and a half. That was what I thought for him. If Kyle gives us a five and a half, I'll shoot myself. Whoa. Don't do that, Zach. Uh, Shoot myself with heroin, guys. Come on. Oh, Oh, still don't do that. Oh, okay. Okay. (laughs) Don't knock it till you tried it. All right. uh, Listeners, don't do that at home. Uh, (laughs) So I'm actually probably going to shock both of you guys, but I really enjoyed the acting in this movie, and I really liked the character development. And I thought it was kind of a fun scenario, the way it all played out. It was very much, it's probably the most will be in line with the theme, trapped. Like, I don't think we can ever get anything more of just like the length of time and how much is spent with the idea of rescuing people who are trapped on the bottom. Mm -hmm. Because we've had other ones like Torpedo Run, but it's only been at the end where they've been trapped. Or like Phantom, where it's like at the end where they've gone to the bottom of the ocean. This is like the entire fucking Whole thing. Yeah. And I also thought it was very interesting to see the scenes where they were running the air tubes in because I thought, how are they going to yeah. do this? Oh, they're yeah, literally just going to punch yeah. holes right in the side of the sub. And then raising it up, I also thought that was really interesting. Yeah. I thought it was crazy how slow they had to do it. Yeah. But I suppose when you're pulling that much weight up, it's got to be. And they could have they just reeled it in like like a shark on a rod. should have. Yeah. A shark on a rod. Yeah. Classic. Just rod like, sharks. Yeah. Um, And our final four actors who were down there, I really – Liked all their characters. Yeah. I thought they're really well portrayed. The visuals I thought were also really good for this time period. You know, it was great. I, I'll what? give the movie that at the beginning when they showed the um, the, like the set, like they kept switching perspectives from like mm-hmm. on the sub and on the docks, and then whatever was ever like in the background. You could, I love that you could tell it was just a toy sub with like little Lego type people just standing on it. Cracked me yeah. up. <laughs> do you know what i changed my score i changed oh. it on the fly just like that two ladies and gentlemen a two, Ooh, a two. 
So can I can I revise my guess for you, Kyle? Yeah. Six point nine six nine. Mm, <laughs> no. Oh, okay. I also will match you at a seven. Oh wow! Wow, it's close to what I guessed. Yeah, it's really. Uh, it's what's really something close. you gave under a seven? What's just one of the movies? Gray Lady Down. Yeah. Really, that was great. Okay. Uh, let's see. <laughs> I guess I also gave Inner Space a seven. I only gave Limpet Latitude. a six point two five. Wow. Yeah, you and screwed Latitude, up what about on Latitude Limpet? Zero. Look at Latitude Zero. Four and a half. Oh, sorry, is that right? That's in enemy hands. You screwed up on Limpet, Kyle. Give it an eight. Give it an eight. <laughs> yeah, Limpet. I guess Limpet is a good good example. Yeah, dude, I screwed up on Limpet. Limpet should be <laughs> higher. I can't believe I only gave the Abyss a seven two five. Yeah, because you were all fucking wrong about that. I think I gave the highest one of that, didn't I? Yeah, you know, you're sitting there on an eight. Exactly. <laughs> now, if we were to go back and watch it, it'd probably go even more because it's really good. <laughs> yeah, it's a really good film that maybe, I actually would maybe enjoy guys watching. We're just becoming biased because we like some movies. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah, we're like, all oh, these are all really good. <laughs> it had a submarine, right? At, at the beginning, you <laughs> were just like, oh, water. Okay, you know, the t- it had submarine in it, right? Oh, mm-hmm. God. <laughs> yeah, so that's the ratings. All righty. Ready for some trivia? Let's do it. Tickle all me. Right. The film is based on a stage play by Kenneth Wallard that was very popular at the time the film was made. So besides being presented on stage in several theaters in Britain, it had already been made as a live TV play by the BBC first in 1946 and with a rerun two days later, and then was shown twice again in 1948. Interestingly, if you think about that, that means when they said it was 1946 and 1948, it was the same thing, but with a different cast. It was the exact same. It was just like, a, oh, basically they, they, they were didn't doing, record it. They did it live. I guess so. Yeah. So anyways, Nigel Patrick, who played the first officer in the film, played the captain in the first TV version. All right. So it was also called Operation Disaster, which is a terrible name. And I'm not sure why they would call anything that, uh, especially a film like this. Why would they call this Operation Disaster? Operation Awesome. Okay. Well, um, the HMS Tiptoe was used for external submarine shots. Uh, the opening titles feature a statement about the decision to release the film in light of the loss of the HMS Truculent. More on that later. Uh, it sank in 1950 after an accidental collision with a uh, loss of 64 lives. Uh, all right. So Armstrong's quote, he mentioned, do you remember this quote when you're talking about a poem? He said, all, all I ask is a tall ship and a star to steer her by. And they ask what a tall ship is. It says one's with sails. Uh, that's from a book called Sea Fever by John Macefield. Weirdly, according to IMDb, uh, someone adapted the poem into a short film in 2012. or twenty. Sorry, 2012. Yeah. But I'm not sure why. Hmm. I'm not sure why they would do that. Like a poem to make it into a short film? I don't think that is so, really That yeah. is really odd. It'd have to be a really long poem. It just seems like a really weird thing to make like a short film out of. Anyways. Uh, the role played by Nigel Patrick was originally offered to Peter Finch and James Donald, both very famous actors that we definitely know who they are. Obviously. Aren't you a, a Finchette? Well, Finch is actually quite famous because he was one of the one of two Australian actors ever to be posthumously awarded the Academy Awards. Or Academy Award. It was him, obviously. And Mel Gibson? No. No. I know it. Uh, Come on, Kyle. Yeah, say it. Say it. Can I say it? Heath yeah, Ledger. It. Yeah, Heath Ledger. Uh, but Finch won for a network um, and died before he got the Oscar. Anyways. <laughs> Mel Gibson's from New York. No, he's Australian. Says he was born in New York. Well, maybe, but he's Australian. Anyways. Mel Gibson's <clears throat> Australian, um, dude. Come on. Yeah, come on. So anyways, I'm, there's, there's people. It's not good for casting. So I'm just going to use Richard Attenborough instead um, from Jurassic Park, obviously, as you've mentioned. So what other actors from Jurassic Park would have been done well here? What about Jeff Goldblum? Oh, yes. Come on. I feel like, which character do you think he's good Jeff at? Jeff Goldblum would be first lieutenant. First lieutenant, for sure, man. right? Ladies oh, man. Yeah. Kind of soft-spoken, gets sick and dies, just like Jeff Goldblum does in all his films. Just like classic Jeff Goldblum. How about you, Zach? You think he'd be good? Giant Jeff Goldblum, he's good in anything. He could play every character in this movie. <laughs> it, wearing, that, and he could be wearing something different every time. That would be really good. Yeah. What about Samuel L. Jackson from the first one? Oh, yeah. 
I want Samuel to be the captain though, because I want him to punch somebody out when they. I think that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, we need that fire when Snipe is like getting all crazy. <laughs> oh yes. And how Get about this, this guy for motherfucker off this sub? <laughs> <laughs> how, how, how about this one for Snipe? Or I mean, I guess this would be a Higgins or Snipe Wayne Knight. Oh, that, no, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, I <laughs> probably Higgins. It's got to be like Higgins, a right? com- comedic yeah. relief. Yeah, I feel like it's got to be that. Uh, what about Vince Vaughn? Vince Vaughn. He'd play the guy. He's always like a guy's guy in the movies. You know. Yeah. He would be a good first lieutenant as well, or he could have been the guy up up top trying to get rescue them. Oh yeah, he's he like all been. sad. He's all somber. What about Chris Pratt? Ooh, Chris Pratt. He would be the voice of the bird in the animated <laughs> remake. Oh, good one. That's, That's true. Pretty good, That's Kyle. probably true. Yeah. <laughs> and then what about uh, Ed Harris? Now he he actually he he was playing he played the T Rex in the original. I don't know if you knew that. Oh, mm-hmm. those vocalizations are unreal. Yeah, yeah, it's true. And you think, oh, well, I'm confused. There wasn't motion capture back then. How does he play the T Rex? You don't actually know. That's a little known fact, but it's actually not computer graphics at all in any way. The T Rex is actually just Ed Harris in a T Rex suit. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Um, it's all done with like, uh, what's that, Force Perspective? Oh. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. And then he was also in the newest Jurassic World. Uh, he played Chris Pratt. No way. Yeah. That looked just like Chris Pratt. I know. That's what he's, it's amazing. He's an amazing actor. That's incredible. Yep. Uh, I would want him to, <laughs> well, you know what? Like, Snipe kind of became a hero later. Yeah. But it would be weird. Well, I would like to see Ed Harris get punched by Samuel Jackson in a film, not in like real life, but you know. I'd like to see both. Oh, they fight each other? Yeah. I think I think who he ends up being is we make a huge part of the movie actually about Snipe's wife. And her lover. And her lover. And it's Ed. Yeah. It's Ed Harris. He owns <laughs> a uh, multinational Greece conglomerate, obviously. Yes. He, he's got the money to take this lady out dancing. Oh, yeah. And yeah, so half the movie is from her perspective, dancing the night away with greased up hair. <laughs> oh, Harris. man, I would love it. And there's just a scene later where like a newspaper comes across his desk and it's word about the sub going down and just like a smile creeps onto his face. Yeah, and he wants to read more of it, but all the grease on his hands, he can't actually like turn the pages. Mm-hmm. And then it smears the ink. Yeah. And he's like, damn it. I really wanted to read that about my <laughs> like, lover's I'm ex-husband right now. I'm in the clear. Yeah. All right, so we will finish with a little Phantom Zone. Engage the Phantom. Phantom's engaged, sir. So, this one turned out to be surprisingly easy, since John Mills loves submarine films. All right? So he wasn't just in this. Do you know what else he was in? Is it Brahms favorite film, Hellcats of the Navy? No, it's actually ones we don't really talk about much. Above Us the Waves, which is the same storyline as Submarine X1. Oh, okay. About like a mini subs destroying yeah. a, a, a ship in a Norwegian fjord or whatever. We Dive at Dawn and The Valiant. The Valiant? So, so right away in Above Us the Waves, I saw Theodore Bickle's name and I was like, Bickle? Because <laughs> uh, he was Bickle. in The Enemy, The Below, and The Russians Are Coming, The Russians Are Coming. So I there's like a million roots to go from here because we could take Biff Elliott. We can go from enemy below to torpedo run. We could take John Philip law, like our favorite actor yeah. from the Russians are coming. The Russians are coming to attack force Z, which is an Australian film with Sam Neill star of Jurassic park. It all ends up the same. It all ends up at Ed Harris. We just can't escape him. It's like an ant stuck on some greasy abs. They're trying to, he's trying to, they're trying to crawl away from these abs, but they can't go anywhere because they, they're always just falling into further into the ab creases. You know, did you write that down? I did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. Yeah. So there we go. Like I said, it can always be done. Can always be done. All right. It's time for subs worldwide. It's it's subs 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 world world wide wide. So at the beginning of the movie, and Jamie mentioned this earlier, there is text that comes across the screen that reads, this film was completed before the tragic loss of the HMS, how do you say this, Truculent? Truculent, yeah. And succulent. Consider- yes, yeah. the HMS Succulent. 
And earnest considerations have been given as to the dis- wait. Earnest, like Ernest goes to jail. Yes. <laughs> so cons- they, they, on they, a cons- sub. <laughs> they considered it for a movie, an Ernest yes. film. Oh my god! Wow. Earnest considerations have been given as to the desirability of presenting it so soon after this grievous disaster. The producers have decided to offer the film in the spirit in which it was made, as a tribute to the officers and men of HM submarines and the Royal Navy of which they form a part. So I like that. They just like rep. They're like, we recognize this happened. <laughs> yeah. We're still going to show this how we want it to. Straight up. What, what? So you might be asking yourself, what does the truculent have to do with any of this? Sure. It is a British T-class submarine. Yeah. There's nothing, you know, whatever. All right. T-class. <laughs> yes. Yay, T. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So this is a uh, development Sorry. Development of the diesel-electric T-Class began in 1934, and there were 53 of them built during World War II, and the UK kept using them after the war to help stave off the Soviet sub-threat. So the specs for these things, they are 276 feet, 6 inches long. How, how wait, sorry, say it again? 276 okay. feet and hmm. 6 inches long. Just a little longer than last week's. Smallest attack submarine. Just just a hair. Yep. Uh, they have twin diesel engines that generate 2,500 horsepower each. Twin electric motors that generated 1,450 horsepower each. On the surface, it can travel along at 15.5 knots. Not bad. And while submerged, only nine. Hmm. But, you know, we're talking World War II era subs. Right. So this is... You know, we don't get this with a lot of the nuclear submarines anymore, but what's the range on these things? 8,000 nautical miles at 10 knots while surface. That's not bad at all. No. And how many did you say were lost in the truculent? 64. Because this showed the crew was holding 48. Wow. What was going on there? Yeah. I don't know. Maybe they crammed a few more in there just for funsies. They may have. Uh, They're... For weapons, they have six bow torpedo tubes with four external torpedo tubes. Hmm. They hold 16 torpedoes, and they have a QF four-inch deck gun. Sweet. So- Miss those deck guns. Yeah, deck guns, man. That's where it's at. Uh, The truculent, when it sunk, was actually a very similar situation to what we saw in our film last week, Grey Lady Down. Two ships smacked into each other. It was a Swedish oil tanker that ran into our beloved sub. Mm-hmm. Tragic. And the last one of them that was in commission with the Royal Navy was scrapped in 1969. And you know what it was called? Uh, the Turbulent. No. The uh, Translucent. Mm-mm. The Terrific. The Tiptoe. Oh, that's the one that was in the movie. I know. Yeah. Wow. And uh, were there any- are there any to your favorite film, Tiptoes. Tiptoes. Were there any that ended up as museums? Or in museums? That's a good question. You didn't check. I looked, but I didn't see anything. I didn't. Yeah. Usually they usually they mention it if it's the case. Yeah. If you got a a lot of these were scrapped. There was one that actually went to the Israeli Navy for a while, and that was I think the longest running. But that one that was decommissioned by the U.S. not the U.S. British Navy Mm. was the Tiptoe. The Tiptoes. Great film. (sighs) Yes. Not a great film. Did you recommend it? Uh, depends <laughs> <laughs> on what you're going for. Uh, yeah, yeah. If you're interested in watching something that is so horrifically weird and bad, then yeah, yeah. All right, it's good, cool. All right, so I'm gonna j- before we get to some sweet succulent Zachbacks, I do want to quickly do just like a, a very cursory submarine news. Yeah. Okay. Because I saw this today. Netflix closing in on deal for French submarine thriller The Wolf's Call. What? No way. So it's closing their deal for Anton Baudry's The Wolf Call, Le, Le Chant de Loup, and anticipate a big budget French submarine thriller for multiple territories. Are we talking a movie or a series? Yep. Netflix would get exclusive SVOD rights for 36 months after the local theatrical release. So we're talking a movie. Oh, dude. Wow. It's going to be released by independent uh distributors in most territories and so yeah there will be following a small theatrical release presumably here in the united states it would be all svod on netflix so 
something to look forward to. I'm not sure. It doesn't seem to suggest exactly when this is going to happen. It did seem to have a quite a big budget, 20 euro, 20 million euro budget. So it is a pretty big one. Um, it should be good. Yeah, but I don't, I don't see a, a release date. I just, it seems like they're closing in on actually getting the rights for that. So that's one thing. Um, I did have a second one, which is this day in history and wrestling. So February 19th, today's the 19th, right? Yeah. Yes. In 1995 was Super Brawl 5, the fifth Super Brawl pay-per-view event uh, for the WCW. It took place in Baltimore, Maryland at the Baltimore Arena. The main event was Hulk Hogan. He retained his title. I know everyone was worried about it. I know well, you're, you're all, you were all wondering. You were like, wait, what? Did he retain his title in the Super Bowl Five? It's like, yes, he did. He got against one of his rivals, Vader. And then there was a kind of a controversy in as well, which was his infinite infamous match where Alex Wright defeated Paul Roma. And no. Roma was supposed to be def- supposed to lose, but he actually kicked out of Wright's uh, pin attempt um, with after two and a half seconds or whatever because they get three taps or whatever but the referee not knowing that he was gonna like bucket counted him out anyways and so it kind of like it it let in a really little bit the fakeness of it or whatever yeah and so the he was uh paul romo was fired as a result. Ah, no kidding yep he was fired good yeah, he, yeah i agree get him out of there <laughs> He didn't like he didn't like that Alex Wright was being like pegged as the next big thing, the next like Hulk Hogan for WCW. He thought he didn't deserve it. And so yeah. he didn't want to lose to him. So he like decided to be like, fuck it. Insubordinate, man. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. There Wrestling it is. News. Alrighty. I wonder what that's doing for our demographics. Probably that's why we're losing the listeners. Jesus. <laughs> All right, that's it. Yeah, no, that one's I did like that one. That one made me like, I got me jazz like a Transformers yeah. trailer. <laughs> All right, are we, are we good for some Zach facts? I'm ready for Dude, them. We are good. Do, 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 Zach facts, it's Zach facts. When you're going down, get some Zach facts. When you're going down. So we watched the movies, most of us, Morning Departure, <laughs> a.k.a. Operation Disaster, AKA what goes up must come down. Oh, I like that. Yeah. So here are three facts for all the people out there that this is their favorite movie. Fact number one it took 16 weeks to teach that pigeon to fly. Wow. 16 weeks. Wow. Yeah. Was Was it a rehabilitated pigeon? I don't know, but it only lived to 17 weeks old. So, Ooh, oh, wow. man. Yeah. At least they got those mm-hmm. shots in. Huh? I did hear that's why yep. Higgins got the cast in the role is because he was actually just the pigeon trainer, but he was around for so long. And so like th- they were on such like, a good bond with this pigeon. They had to use him. Did you know that it is his daughter in Home Alone 2? Uh, that's the pigeon lady. Really? Seriously? Yeah, these are. I mean, these are all. These are all Zach facts. So yes, we are very serious. There we go. Yeah. That was great. Yeah. Good job. <laughs> That's a uh, believe it if you want to, Ray. <laughs> <laughs> believe it if you want to. <laughs> so you guys know this. The movie is one hour and forty-one minutes long, but it's true. If you watch it at one point five times the speed, it's almost twice as fast. Wow. wow. That's not, I mean, it's interesting because usually when you think about a Zach fact, right? I think about definitely true. Definitely. Yeah. Definitely. And that one's, that one actually seems almost too true though. If you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because it is almost two times as fast. <laughs> what if you almost. watch it at two times speed? What does that do? It's almost three times as fast. No way. Yeah. All right. We're moving on. Okay. <laughs> Zach's like, shit, I don't want to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> The last Zach fact for the night is what? We only have one more. I know this Dang. is it. This is number three. Trace oh Uno Dos Trace. What uh, I won't go into that. Katorsa, um, right? Yeah. So they couldn't rescue the actors at the end because the budget ran out, and they just left them down there. 
Wow. That's sad. Wow. Very Monty Python-esque. It's interesting, yep. too, because if you think about it, like it's, it makes it even more amazing that Richard Attenborough was able to be in Jurassic Park and like direct Gandhi and stuff like that mm-hmm. when he had to do all those things while trapped in a submarine. Makes you yeah. wonder, right? Yeah. <laughs> oh, it does make you Actors, wonder. Actors. I mean, the best people on right? Earth. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> Role models for us all. All right. Do you think if you were down there, mm-hmm. you knew you were- Wait, down where? In the sub. Uh, down Periscope? Oh. 90 feet down. Okay. Would you try to free dive escape it? Well, that would be- um, Last resort. It's not- It wouldn't really be- possible right why 90 feet what it's like two megalodons good point and yeah (laughs) i definitely i definitely can swim one megalodon but like two get out of here but i don't know like i i just feel like that's i think that the weirder thing is when the storm was raging and they were they said they only had 10 hours left which meant like they must have been like 10 feet from the surface or something like that why they wouldn't at that point be like, it seems like they're loosening us and have someone go down and tap out and just be like, try to try to free dive. Yeah. Try you to go the, now. You know what the world record is? What is it? Like 300 feet? 120. 831 feet. Wow. That's really far. Holy really far. shit. 800 um, feet? It How says many he Zacks did suffer that? injury in I'm the sure. process. Yes. And I, there was just recently one of the major famous free divers died in while attempting like a record yeah uh he got disoriented and they never found him like he never surfaced really yeah jeez like uh, he stopped he, he like they he stopped being on the rope where he wasn't holding onto the rope anymore and then yeah they never found him never surfaced wow yeah um but yeah that's what i didn't like at that point i would have sent a diver down i'd been like okay yes the storm is clearly going to be raging and stuff like that i would have sent a diver down and be like you just got to try it because if you're only 10 feet from the surface that's, yeah, it's easy. Or could you have gone down there? It's not like they're going to quickly, it's not like they're 45 feet from the surface and then like the last 10 hours are like, oh, finally, and like go up all of a sudden, yeah. like way faster. <laughs> it's like they must have been pretty close. Could you have, oh yeah, they could have done that. Could you also have, could have sent a diver yeah. down, have them open the hatch, get them in real quick, cut the months and lungs Wait, I would say I didn't, yeah, that's another thing I thought was what the possibility of bringing a diver down with mumps and lungs and then opening the hatch they wouldn't have much time but it's better than nothing exactly yeah and try to try to get it out try to get out yeah i don't know um the other thing is they could have pointed the torpedo tubes upwards and shot themselves out oh like obviously obviously. yeah um and that would have been a fun way to do it too unfortunately the only thing is you've got to wonder whether when they shot themselves out whether they'd sink the um salvage ships because they blow them up. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lot of stuff to think about. But yes, I think probably if you really boiled down into it, I think the Navy, the next scene would have been like the Navy figuring out the, what the next thing is. They probably would have been like, we're going to try something crazy. <laughs> yeah. We got to do something. We're going to do something. And we're going to talk to these people and we'll figure something out. So Kyle, give our listeners a tease for next week. Thanks for listening to Submersion. Find us on SoundCloud and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Can't get enough of us? Don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every Thursday. And if you like what you heard, please go ahead and give us a rating.